Well, okay, okay. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I am your host. I hope you're feeling pretty good. And I always say feeling strong. Uh, this podcast shows about communication. Communication, yes. And a hint of storytelling. Now, on today's show, the topic is going to be titled My Hidden Appetites. Yes, My Hidden Appetites. So grab some eggs, some scrambled eggs, maybe a, a, a Benedict Almond. I'm not sure. If that, that's, that's what it's called? A Benedict Arnold? I'm not sure what it's called, but just grab some orange juice. No, I value you. I value your time. I value you being here. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Let's get started. Cool. All right. All right. So the question of the week that I was asked recently was, uh, Damien, like, like, when was the last time you starved your appetite? And I was like, okay, that's stupid. So I kind of dismissed the question and I, <laughs> I didn't think about it again. And the reason why I didn't think about it again, because I was like, listen, man, I'm really trying to shut my brain down. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be jumping in like, like a monkey from topic to topic and overthinking, overthinking. But so the question, like I said, it resurfaced a second time. So I said, OK, well, wait a minute. So um, before I get into all that, there's an episode in my catalog and library. Uh, it's titled John and Sue. Now, John and Sue's episode was not meant to be re- <laughs> meant to be released yet. It wasn't finished. It, it wasn't even halfway done. So uh, I'm trying to like, you know, let go of control and let go of things that are unfinished that sound crappy to me. So I got some really interesting feedback from that episode. I want to say thank you for listening. But just know that in the library, John and Sue, when you listen to it, it is not complete. It is not finished. It's not even halfway finished. But um, again, you know, life happens, um, you know, things that, that happen out, out of your control. I'm just trying to be open and welcome that. Um just like I'm like, dang, you know, I was really frustrated with myself. I'm like, like that wasn't meant to be released, but it happened. So hey, here we are. But anyway, so you know, back to appetites and that question I was asked. I was like, man, you know, um, I I really am not interested in talking about appetites. Um, I'm trying to shut my brain down and just relax. But the question kept on gnawing and it's still gnawing. So I felt, hey, you know what? Let's dive into it uh, and know that um, just like I said, we we all have different appetites. So like, let's let's not. Let's not compare ourselves to anyone else, right? But understand that the appetites um, for myself, I'm going to speak on myself. I'm not going to speak for you. Um, I'm going to use myself as an example. I feel like it's, it's best that way because like oftentimes, you know, it's easy for us to look at other people and what they are and are not doing, but you know, just look at yourself. So um, understand that, that number one, like appetites, an appetite is something invisible. Like <laughs> you can't see it. Like when was the last time you saw someone's appetite? Unless you're, you know, having a uh, festive meal or at a restaurant or you and this person live together but it's not something that we wear as a sign or a badge on our on our on our, you know, on our forehead or on our front door doorpost so like again like i said when i first heard the question hey you know like when do you starve your app um when do you starve your appetites or you know when was the last time you started your appetites i was like man you know, I, I just, like I said, I just purely dismissed it. And, you know, whenever you know yourself, you, you know yourself um, to the point to, what, to to whenever you're dismissing something important, that's kind of something you, you spend time on and revisit. So I learned about myself also that I have a very disp- dismissive attitude, uh, dismissive tone. So, again, that, that's an appetite that I need to starve. But anyway, so um, uh, let's not, like, say, anybody, like, 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 it's no big deal. It is a big deal. But... Uh, when it comes to learning about yourself, you you don't want to beat yourself down. You don't want to try to fix yourself overnight. It's about it's about self awareness. Self awareness. So the the understanding of the appetite is is number one. Like, like I said, it's it's invisible. It, it's it's invisible. No one can see it. You really can't uh, have someone read your mind about it unless like I said, unless they spend 
a lot of time with you day in, day out. And most of us, you know, we don't really know our neighbors. So our family members are, are scattered, so on and so forth. But it's invisible. And appetite, um, it needs isolation, meaning I'll give you examples of pornography, uh, seeking attention, um, our cell phones, oof, man, our, our iPads, technology, um, recognition, power, um, you know, uh, alcoholism, right, or, or whatever it is. It needs a, a measure of isolation, okay? Uh, now, I've touched upon this in times past, but I'm going to spend a little, little bit more time on this topic because it's not something that we readily, uh, as, as Americans, as Christians or believers or non-believers, even if you're agnostic or atheist, that's fine too. Uh, I had a young lady tell me that um, that that Jesus and God and the universe are all interchangeably. So I'm like, hey, I don't agree with you, but hey, I'm learning. So it doesn't really matter, um, you know, if you believe or don't believe. Like we all have we all have in, in, invisible appetites, and I think it's it's something that that when you talk about not just with ourselves but in each other, but more so with ourselves. So like so like that's why my podcast specializes on communication because like you spend the most time talking to yourself right like I well my bad I do so <laughs> and, and with being aware of that okay so I keep my app I keep my appetites hidden until myself I don't want anyone knowing about them so 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 that's why uh, appetites that are that are that are unhealthy need to be starved and I learned that just today now I, I've been practicing it but I didn't know that I was practicing it so I'm gonna give you another another appetite another appetite that I love is my cell phone, um, business, emails, <laughs> you know, Instagrams, you know, um, video games, you know, like I mentioned pornography, uh, dabbled in that, um, you dabble in dating apps, all that crap, right. Um, you know, making money, um, you know, self, self-help, whatever, like our cell phones are very addictive. Rather we, we we've allowed ourselves to, to become addictive. So, there are some 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 strategies you can put in place that I've put in place. And number one is to never charge your cell phone by where you sleep. Okay? So if you're sleeping in your bed or on your couch, wherever you are, make sure you plug in your cell phone across the room to where you can't get to it. Number two, you want to silence all your notifications, right? So after 9 p.m., 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., you know, whichever time you go to bed, silence silence your, your, all, your, all, your, all your notifications or just turn your phone on airplane mode. Number three, in the morning when you first wake up, don't check your emails. Um, don't check your phone. Um, write, journal, exercise, uh, drink a cup of water, maybe drink two cups of water, maybe get a, get a glass of tea, maybe go for a short walk. Right. But believe yourself phone at home. So. So, again, you want to um, plug in your cell phone and charge it away from your bed where you sleep or maybe in the, in the opposite room. For all that matters. Number two, get up in the morning and journal. Um, don't don't look don't look for your phone. Also, my fault. Number number four was uh, set an alarm, not using your cell phone, but but actually using an old analog clock or a real clock, right? Which again, most of us don't do. And like I said, number three was um, you know silence your phone notifications. Like literally, turn them off. Like just just put your phone on airplane mode. Now you're thinking, man, like, like how does this tie to appetites? Well, again, we all have different different appetites, but our cell phones are a huge proponent to our appetites. Uh, people love to eat out, lo- love to Grubhub, lo- love to you know what what do you call it? Um, Grubhub, all that stuff. Uh, Lyft driving, you know, food delivery. Well, it's 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 at our cell phones. It's it's in the palm of your hand. So if you if you remove your cell phone from the palm of your hand and and your vision, then you can't eat excessively or you can't shop excessively so again all of our appetites are different so please like don't don't compare yourself don't look at other every other people like look at me for example and my my appetites and say okay look if he can um implement 
one strategy. And some of us <laughs> have, a, have an appetite of, of not exercising. Right? I hate to exercise, but I'll do a push up a day. I'll stretch. Like I'm, I'm actually stretching right now, uh, making this episode, which is hilarious. But, you know, um, so, so again, our, our appetites are different. Okay. And the idea is to, to once again, not allow for isolation. Now you, you think, okay, well, how do I starve my appetite and not isolate it? It's that's kind of what, what we call oxymoron or um, uh, a discrepancy. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> like, so how do you starve your, your appetite? So again, when I go for walks, I leave my cell phone at home. Like I, I make a mental practice of that. Uh, so I, I, I'll buy a soda <clears throat> at home and I know I shouldn't drink it. So I'll, I'll, I'll remove it. I'll put it at the very, very, very back of my cupboard to where I can't see it and where I can't get to it. So then I forget that it's there, but I still have soda. OK, uh, again, with, with cell phone, I mentioned, like I said, turn off, turning off your, your notifications, silencing notifications, um, plugging it, plugging, plugging it in a different room whenever you go to bed, um, not checking it first thing in the morning. Now, as far as shopping and spending, um, give yourself a, a an allowance, meaning that okay, you know, I have this 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 rule in place that I, I can't spend more than ten dollars for a shirt, and, and or if I buy a new pair of shoes, I must get rid of two pair of shoes, which hurts. Like ah, I love my shoes, so okay, so so that that pain that you feel with, with having to get rid of your shoes will will help help you minimize buying new shoes. Like nah, I don't want to go through that pain, and you know, what if he or she doesn't use them? Then hey, you know, I, I don't I don't really want to go through that pain and, and have that, that come up. So, so, so like, again, these are just practices, but, uh, I need to, um, to go back and, and reverse backpedal a bit. And again, spend more time on appetites because again, it doesn't matter if you go to church every Sunday. So like, let's talk about that for a brief second here. And the reason why I'm going to backtrack and talk about, you know, religion, church, faith, uh, like I said, I was talking to a young lady. She was telling me about, you know, the, the, the universe. Uh, <clears throat> her name is Eunice, or I'm sorry, Eunice. And I was like, okay, that's great. Um, and like I said, we're, we're not going to agree on where your help comes from. But yes, your belief system is important in, in your philosophy. But, um, but, but on a practical level. So, so this is the key here. Right? I'm, if you've ever spent any time with me, I'm sure you haven't. Maybe you have. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure, listener, where you are. But I'm a very practical person. Right? <laughs> Toothpaste, socks, underwear. <laughs> Do you have toilet paper? I'm very practical. Okay. So uh, and appetites are, in, in a sense, they, they don't just grow into snowballs overnight. They're, they're very small and they're very practical. So when someone tells me, hey, the, you know, the, the, the universe helps me and, and, and God and church, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure that might benefit you, yes, to a degree. But uh, there, there are some practical points, pointers and disciplines that we need to implement, which, which, is, which is, it starts with a simple choice. It's a conscious decision, hey, I'm making to go to bed and plug myself in a different room. It's simple as that. So I'm not knocking religion. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not knocking religion, church, faith, um, the universe, uh, agnostic, agnosticism, or anything like that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't agree with all that. I'm sure you probably don't agree with all me and all my faith and, and my belief, but that's fine. Um, this isn't about arguing. This, this is about staying united, right? <laughs> staying together, even though we don't agree on the same things, but, but, but just being aware of our appetites. And just because, you know, you're sitting in church or you're sitting in... Uh, a community setting doesn't mean that that you don't have an appetite, right? That you aren't yearning for something. So, so, it, so like I want to spend time on that. Uh, the, it's, it's the yearning part, right? Like, and uh, the reason why I say yearning, attention, attention is huge. Like we all 
you know, demand and require a certain amount of attention, um, focus or, or just, uh, people to, 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 to pay attention to us. Right. And, um, in the church setting, in a religious setting, in a spiritual setting, as you call it, right? It's a lot of that going on, and including in myself. And so, I'm again, I'm talking about myself here. Uh, so, I'm not bashing anyone. But, I, but what I am saying is that it doesn't matter just because you're sitting in a temple or a seated position. Um, it, it's, it's something that must be uh, starved and worked at and disciplined on a practical level. Like day to day basis, like literally every five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You're like, man, so you're saying I got to keep an eye on this? So you're saying I got to pay attention? Like, I got to anticipate? Yes, anticipate. That's the key here, anticipate. And our, our appetites are very, uh, I'm not going to say anticipa- an- anticipatable, but you can anticipate whenever you're, you know, amping up. So, for example, again, I've mentioned sex multiple times. Right. So for me, that's that's my one big appetite. Sex. Love sex. I love everything about it. So I'll I'll starve myself from having access to that and getting involved in that, including women, dating, whatever. You get what I'm trying to say? But there's attention. There's power. There's money. And again, these are these are things that we just don't talk about too often. But um, like I want to give clarity that, yes, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm Christian. But. I don't think that religion, church, my faith is going to do these things for me. I can, I can blame, you know, blame God or blame, you know, <laughs> I'm not laughing at the, at the whole universe thing, but I'm not going to blame the universe. I'm not going to blame science. I'm not going to blame the, the economy, right? Because <laughs> uh, our appetites are what they are, but I think just having a self-awareness. So, so that's what I'm trying to spend time on communicating because, again, again, you're going to spend so much time talking to yourself. Like you probably spend 90% of your day talking to yourself. At least I know I do. So uh, the last thing our appetites require is is a persistence, a persistence. Now, again, you're probably thinking, man, Damon, you are like over, you're overthinking this thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like it's, it's important because there, there are consequences to our appetites that are unhealthy or uncontrolled or, um, like oxygen, right? Because a certain thing can be allowed to fester and, and linger and, and go neglected. And our appetites often do, but, but that's why they require a certain type of persistence. Um, if they are going to flourish or, um, you know, uh, have, uh, you know, consequences that aren't beneficial to us. So again, man, uh, you know, don't just expect like your faith to do it all. Don't expect your prayer, your 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 um exercised don't expect your um you know your your interchangeable beliefs whatever they are those are good things but on a practical human level i we have a responsibility to ourselves we have responsibility to in, in this inner dialogue that we're having with ourselves um that we're engaging in because again like I, and I, I emphasize this over and over and over again it, it an, an appetite just it just can't be seen you know, it's not something that's visible and it's not something that we are just going to just blurt out. Hey, man, this is my appetite, you know, ha, 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 ha. No, it's, it doesn't work that way. So like, like I'm, I'm, as I process this question, I'm still processing I'm like, man, when do I, how often do I starve my appetites again? And there are times that, again that you yourself, you may do it, you may do it, starve your appetites unknowingly uh, that you're starving it. 
and I've, like I said, I've mentioned power, I've mentioned sex, I've mentioned money, I've, I've mentioned attention, I've mentioned shopping, I've mentioned, you know, overeating, excessive eating. I, I'll, I'll even mention excessive exercising. I'll, I'll mention that as well um, with our appearance and our looks. I, I had a coworker uh, a long time ago, man, this, this lady used to tan six days out of a week. And I'm like, golly, that's kind of excessive. But, you know, again, it's, it's easier to look at someone else and what they're doing. And the idea of this, of this communication is to look at ourselves, right? Look at what we're doing, look at how we're going about business. And then, you know, once you implement some steps and some practical steps, then you tell someone, then you invite someone into, to, enter, to enter into this challenge um, and this development that you're working on yourself in, right? So, yeah, because no man is an, island, is an island unto himself. But again, like this inner self-dialogue that we all go through, that we all experience on a day-to-day, like literally every five minutes, man, you're talking to yourself, you're saying something to yourself. So so be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself, uh, have self-compassion towards yourself and forgive yourself, but just understand it's a marathon, this is not a sprint, this is not a sprint, but, but self-awareness is definitely a marathon. Uh, self-awareness is uh, of my appetites, um, like, like when, when they occur, like, 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 even I'm gonna go as far as to narrow down my, my, my appetite days. So my, my appetite days are Thursday and Monday. I'm not sure why, which is pretty cool. Cause it used to be Sunday and Wednesday, but now it's Thursday and Monday. So I'm like, golly. So, and, and that, that's how, that's how, uh, deliberate and intentional you must be. And I must be on recognizing and, and being aware. Okay. Crap. On these days, I'm most vulnerable or on these days, I'm or these moments I'm most, Oh, you know, and, and satiated. Or I'm, I'm again the, the, these yearnings, man. It's like I said, you, you could be married, you could be single, you could have kids, you could be a CEO of a company, uh, you could be a, a choir director, you could be a band director, you could be a nurse, traveling nurse, um, you could be whatever entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. You could be a school teacher. It doesn't matter what, what your profession is. So like, let's just remove that from from the equation. Oh man, my, my work, my work, uh, and work. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say it. Work could be an appetite. Some people like to hide at work and, and use work as a distraction. So, and I, I've done that myself. So again, I'm talking about me. I used to work in Houston for Iron Mountain. I used to work, like I said, six days a week on call seven. Uh, and I just worked. And that was, gave me a relief, gave me, so again, back to this, you know, self-awareness and inner dialogue. So again, this was the question of the week that, that I initially just um, ignored and kind of just, eh, not a big deal, but it's a huge deal because there are there are consequences spiritually, there are consequences emotionally, there are consequences physically, psychologically, and then there are consequences eternally, right? Now, again, uh, this is not about uh, forcing you to be a Christian or a believer or share my faith. I, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the conversation. So if you are agnostic and you don't believe, that's, that's cool too. Um, if you are, you know, um, Hindu or... Um, you know, Afghan, Af- Afghanistan, or if you are Nigerian, that's cool too. Like we're not sitting, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to get us all to agree, but what I'm trying to do is to get us <laughs> to at least you and I, you listening just to have an honest conversation with ourselves about, okay, this is my appetite. Man, I love Oreo cookies. Ah, I gotta have them, you know, and that's okay. So let me be aware of that and maybe minimize the shopping for Oreo cookies. And if I'm shopping to, instead of using my credit card, go shopping with only cash, right? Like, so I'm going to go to the store. I'm only going to carry $40, $40 with the cash. And then I got to get deodorant, toothpaste, socks, underwear. And that's probably all my $40. So I can't afford to buy Oreo cookies. And it's, it's just that on, on a very practical level, 
day to day being aware. So I hope you enjoy that. Cool. All right. Now for the burning question. I know you're thinking, man, OK, Damien, if you're mentioning appetites, the top three are money, sex and power. OK, so um, now I'm not sure uh, if, if you're a kid listening to this or if, if you have kids. This is not a PG-13 uh, portion that I'm getting ready to get into. So um, so like how, how I've how, how I've not perfectly overcame my appetite for, you know, intimacy or sex or, or lust whatever term you want to describe it. Like I said, this is not about pointing fingers. So let's not point fingers. Let's not, you know, blame. Let's not compare ourselves. But this is my appetite. This is my advice and how I started it. So the main thing is that you want to choose uh, people in your life. Like, so like I, I've strategically for the last 10 years, I, I've chosen to have married friends or friends who have one single singular person that they've dated for the last five or 10 years. That's on purpose. Uh, like all my mentors are married, married to the same woman, <laughs> close friend neighbors are, are married or, or dating the same person. Right. Number two, how I've starved my appetite is, is uh, the women that I've dated in the last 10 years, all of them have either experienced rape or rape or molestation or have been sexually abused in some manner, including my ex-wife. I'm not going to name their names because that's 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 kind of Im, impersonal and, and, and it's inappropriate uh, to name their names. So uh, whenever you're choosing your mate. Uh, and not saying that every woman or, or every man who, who's experienced sexual abuse or, or molestation are going to be sexual. But a uh, majority of them, you know, your, your brain is your, your brain needs to heal from that, from your childhood. And most most women and men uh, don't really do the full work of of uh, eradicating that and healing from that because you, you're not going to heal perfectly. But uh, you want to date someone who, who honors your purity and who wants to protect your purity. Right. So, so those are two things that I do strategically. I, I place myself in friendships, coworkers, um, neighbors, people that, that I spend my, the most of my time with are either married or have spent s- significant time with one mate, like one single mate. So they aren't sleeping around going from hopping from branch to branch. And number two, you know, choosing your choosing your partner who you do life with. Uh, you know, if you have if you have this appetite, which I have that appetite, you want you want them to know, hey, I, I need I need help. I need covering in this area. And you can't tempt me, especially if you're not married, because sex, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer that sex is it should happen in a, in a marriage, in a marriage confinement, in a, in a marriage, uh, uh, you know, covenant atmosphere. Uh, so and I'm not married. So, again, you know, you want to choose women and or men or mate who says, hey, you know, I'm going to honor and respect that. And if he or she can't, then, hey, run from them in the Bible. Uh, it's a story about Joseph in the Bible. Oh, oh, Old Testament. I'm not sure if you read your Bible, but it's in the Old Testament. So uh, so so Potiphar's wife was uh, was uh, attracted to Joseph. She's like, hey, you know, come and sleep with me. So so Joseph didn't <laughs> he didn't have a discussion. He didn't have a, a 10 minute committee meeting. He didn't say, hey, hey, like, what, like, you know, he didn't call his friends over. Hey, man, like, like, what do you do? Joseph just ran. Right. So and, and that's something that I haven't done in the last 10 years. I, I've been dating these women and talking to these women who I know aren't going to honor and respect my sexual boundary. And I haven't ran from them, which is my stupidity, my fault. Again, lesson learned. Right? You, you got to learn the lesson. So, again, if, if your appetite is your appetite, like you listening, you have your own appetite. And it's important that. As you're listening to me, you're, you're hearing, OK, wait a minute, you know, Damon, man, you, you, you're becoming aware and you are uh, 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 you're being deliberate. You're, you're, you're like you're being surgical. And that's the key here. <laughs> when you're doing appetites and starving them, man, you got to be surgical. Right? You got to you got to kill it. 
like like you can't you can't get a room to breathe. So as soon as that that man you're talking to or that or that young lady starts to tempt you or think sexual and you're like, hey, you know, I'm trying to like really trying to starve that side of me. And, and as soon as they show one sign of not honoring that run, like, like, like surg- surg- surgically remove that person from your life and or surgically remove yourself uh, from that situation. And, and that's what I've done slowly. And sometimes too late, and I, and I, and I linger in those friendships, those relationships for far, far, far too long. But the blessing is, I'm 40. I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. <laughs> you know, I'm still well. So uh, that's the lesson here, man. So again, I wanted to kind of go back. Like I said, this portion is not PG, PG 13. The reason why I said that because I'm not sure what at what age do you teach your kids about sex, and what age did you learn about sex, and, and that and that appetite for sex. Um, for, for me personally, I started at a very early age with learning about it, not through my parents, but through material peers, so on and so forth, which isn't good. But um, I, I think this topic of appetites needs to be discussed at an early age. Um, most of us, if you're around your kids, if you spend any time around your kids or cousins or nieces and nephews, you kind of get an idea of which one likes attention, but which one likes money, <clears throat> you know, which one likes sex or masturbation or or you, or you get what I'm saying, or you know, recognition. You kind of get an idea of which one loves, you know, whatever, uh, or maybe has a has an overeating appetite. You kind of you kind of uh, get an idea of which one likes to. Like, I guess they're called foodies. So and these things have to have. It's just it's just, it's okay to have a conversation about this and an education uh, at an early age. So me personally, I, I believe in starting early, even from the age of four to seven, because to me that that's the window. Because uh, I, I like the, the women that I've attracted in my life. Even up until recently, like literally 2022, um, again, they, they've all between the ages of 7 to 12 have experienced some form of, of molestation and rape. So I, I know the signs. I, I know what to recognize. I, I know what to identify in that woman or that man or, or that person that I'm hanging out with. I'm like, OK, man, you know, I can I can, I can sense a lot of it. A lot of them have trust issues. I like, don't trust. They're very smart, very intelligent. Perfect teeth, perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect eyes, perfect vehicles, perfect make good money, but internally there's like there there's this disruption, right? Uh, there's this entitlement, and and there there's this fear, right? They're, they're very isolated people. So those are the signs, man. So again, this is about my appetites and, and this episode and this whole topic that I'm that I'm breaking down for you, but it's it's on you, it's on you right now to take this material and this information and say, okay, like what 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 are my own personal appetites and, and how am I starving those appetites because like I said that was the original question of the week and we've come full circle that's pretty cool all right <clears throat> okay all right fam now quick word from Don and Jessica Hampton uh, they are the owners at Train Quill Serenity LLC so at Train Quill Serenity their goal is to provide the necessary products to help with a natural relaxing experience now Don and Jessica both understand the stresses of today and they have realized the negative effects it can have on everyone around you and yourself included so through essential oils and diffusers, they aim to bring a tranquil and serene atmosphere to your world and my world and the world around you. Man, it's so encouraging. So close your eyes. Take a breath. You've got this. Now check out all of their products at tranquilserenity.net. That is uh, .net. That is T-R-A-N-Q-U-I-L, serenity, S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y.net. Again, that is tranquilserenity.net. Or try the Instagram page at tranquil underscore serenity underscore LLC. Again, the owners are Don and Jessica Hampton. Thank you so much.
All right, man, uh, we're going to get up out of here. So I want to say thank you again for just staying to the very end, uh, you know, enduring. I appreciate it. So call to action is simple. This is your first time listening in. Uh, please subscribe to become a regular, consistent listener. Lastly, if you've got questions, comments, shoot me a text at 254-878-7135. Now, uh, you know, if you've got a family member, loved one, benefit, uh, who you feel could benefit from this episode, maybe a neighbor, please share it with them. I'd be very grateful. As I always say, man, if you want to go fast, go along. But if you want to go far, uh, we must go together. I care about you. I care about your week. I care about your time. Uh, Please have a good week. Cool. Thanks.